has continued for 2,000 years. From Wrestling with God Productions, this is Life Lessons from Jesus and the Church He Founded. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the history and traditions of the church Jesus founded and unpack stories from the Bible as we seek to understand God's purpose for creating us and his intentions for our lives. I'm your host, Irish McMahon. Our guide for the journey is a guy who loves studying the history of worship and God's intentions for how and why we worship. He's Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. In this episode, Father Len digs into the history of the church Jesus founded. He traces the history and traditions of the Catholic Church back 4,000 years and reveals the relationship between Judaism and Catholicism. Here's Father Len. In 2,000 years, the Catholic Church is the longest institution in human history. And we as Catholics have this Jewish idea that God teaches through our history. And you can learn wisdom from every age to age to age. And History teaches you wisdom if you're willing to learn. That's the point. And we wouldn't say as Catholics, one era is more holy than another. Every era has light and every age has darkness. So you should study history to gain wisdom. The other thing I want to walk away with is the word tradition means a big deal. It follows you. I'm going to mention this. The word tradition does not mean something that we did in the 15th century or something in the 4th century. Tradition dates back to everything that Christ handed on to the apostles. We would call that dogma. We would call that tradition. If something happened in the 17th century, that's great. But that's technically a custom. If something happened in the 1970s, such as bad architecture, that's a custom. But the church went through that as well. But that's not a tradition. I'll tell you this story. So I was going on a vacation, and I went to the airport, obviously, to catch a plane. And the plane was delayed, and so it was going to be a couple hours. So I was here at Boise Airport, and I see this guy in a priest call. So I was like, oh, it must be a traveling priest. So I said, since we're stuck here, I'll buy you a beer. We have beer and something to eat. So we got a beer, and we're getting something to eat. And I said, no, where are you from? Because I know there's only... 47 priests in the diocese, so it's, it's a small club. So I said, where are you from? He says, well, I'm priest of Idaho. And I said, a Catholic priest? And he says, yeah, a Catholic priest. And I said, well, I know all of the priests in Idaho, and you're not one of them. And he says, oh, I'm from a breakaway church. And he's from a breakaway church that, after Vatican II of Council, uh, certain people left because of uh, not speaking Latin anymore during Mass. So, you know, in all honesty, all I want to do is have a beer, make a friend. But then he starts with kind of this anti-Catholic stuff. And he says, well, we're the ones who hold tradition. Oh, that's a little slap in the face. And he says, we're the ones who don't believe in change. We're the ones who believe that the Catholic Church should say, stay and always was and speak Latin. Well, historically, 
is what they call crazy. So I said, really? I said, because Latin didn't come about until the 4th century. There are 400 years before Latin was used. The Roman Empire worked by Greek, not Latin. Only in the 3rd century did it switch over to Latin. And the Eastern side always used Greek. That's because Alexander the Great conquered a known world and everybody spoke Greek. And I said, so really, Greek was used first. The Gospels and the Bible is written in Greek, not Latin. The ancient prayers are written in Greek, not Latin. The apostles spoke Greek. Jesus spoke Greek. Our name, Catholic, is Greek, not Latin. And suddenly you could see the lights went off. And I said Latin wasn't spoken universally in Europe until the 800s by Charlemagne. And you can see he was totally confused. Because he was working off this image that the way the church operated in 1950 is exactly the way it's always worked, which is what they call crazy. That's just not historically correct. And the problem is, is that if you have a strange view of history, you're really not going to look at religion correctly. Our roots are actually Jewish. The Catholic Church is the branch of Judaism that believes that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus was Jewish. He was a long-awaited for Messiah, but actually Jesus was Jewish. Our roots are Jewish. Jesus came really to reform religion and fulfill the prophecies to open it up to the Gentiles. But what Jesus does, it's pretty shocking. He reforms religion. And in the third chapter of Mark, he's doing all these things that are so outside of Judaism that at one point, such as eating with people like us, Gentiles, at one point his family stands outside the house, even the Virgin Mary. And literally in Greek it says he's gone mad. He's lost his mind. He's eating with Gentiles. And Jesus says, well, who is my mother? Who is my brother? But the one who does the will of the Father. He has a whole way of redefining what it is to mean the family of God. And right from Adam and Eve to Abraham, what God wants most is a family. What Christ wants is a church that is a family. Christ is not just like some Buddhist teacher. He wanted to start an institution. He literally says that he wants to start an institution. He wants to start a church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He gives advice of your brother sins, go to the church. So he wanted to start a church. He he has all these disciples, and out of the disciples, he picks 12 to lead it, and he gives them a commission. And then if you notice in Acts, those apostles, they pick Episcopoi, in in English we call those bishops. That line has been unbroken for 2,000 years. So Jesus started this institution. Now, granted, at the ascension, they estimate there's about they figure maybe 120, maybe a couple hundred disciples. So it's really quite small. So you really don't need a lot of institutional works when there's only a couple hundred people and you have 12 leaders. So you don't get a lot of organization. They develop. That's going to develop. But our roots are actually Jewish. We're a reform within Judaism. So like 
studied liturgy, it's a lot of studying Jewish worship because Christ fulfills all these Jewish worships. So I would say, where does that come from in the Mass? You got a 99% chance the answer will be, well, in Judaism. <laughs> and then the Bible, it's not just 2,000 year old, it's 4,000 year old. So the structure, all I really left was really 12 apostles as leaders and stories and a way of worshiping with baptism and commands to go out and baptize the world in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And commissions a church. He didn't leave anything written. He left a way of worship. And he left an institution. Basically, that's what Christ leads. is not a, the Bible, but he leaves actually a structure, a church. And it's the church that writes the Bible. As the apostles start to die off, that's when they write the Gospels. It's really written so that us Gentiles can understand it. So, our origins are Jewish. Now, in 70 AD, this very historic thing happened. In 70 AD, remember Christ said that after he died, Jerusalem would be wiped off the face of the earth, not one rock upon another. And he says, go to the ends of the earth. Do not stay in Jerusalem. I send you to the ends of the earth. Well, in 70 AD, or just before that, the Jews revolted against the Romans. The Romans were not gentle people. They actually succeeded for a short time, which is amazing. So Rome came back with more forces, and it was brutal. They killed everybody, and they decided to really do away. The Romans' attempt was to do away with Judaism, not by killing all Jews, but to destroy the one thing that's most important, the priesthood and the temple. So they destroyed the temple, wiped Jerusalem off the face of the earth, and they made sure the Cohens, the priests, they killed all of those who Judaism would die. So in 70 AD, before the Romans attacked, this announcement goes out for all Jews to come and defend Jerusalem. But at this point, Catholicism is a branch within Judaism. But Christ said Jerusalem would be destroyed, not to save Jerusalem, but to go out and evangelize the world. So they did not come. And after that, this council of Pharisees, they gathered together and said, because we didn't defend Jerusalem, anybody who believes in the Christ is kicked out. So basically, in 70 AD, Judaism and Catholicism split apart. And the Judaism that remains today is nothing like the Judaism of the time of Christ. Really, Catholicism is closer to the Judaism of the time of Christ than rabbinical Judaism. We just say, well, the basic structure of the Catholic Church has kept the same for 2,000 years. The tradition, what Christ hands on to the apostles, has continued for 2,000 years. But what Christ gave us is a church. Christ didn't write any books. He gave a church. And a second generation of disciples wrote the Bible. But he basically gave us a way worship in a church. And I, I love the phrase, not only against them, hell will prevail against them. The last story is this. So Napoleon, when his emperor, called the cardinal of France in and demanded that the church make certain concessions to him. And he said, you will do this or I will destroy the Catholic church in France. 
Christ is in charge. So, lots to take in and understand here. Some things, as a lifelong Catholic, I didn't fully recognize or understand. Like, Jesus and his church are the fulfillment of Judaism and its prophecies? And the Catholic Church is the branch of Judaism which believes that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. And importantly, Father lends reminder there at the end that us humans, even leaders of the Church, no matter how misguided or evil we may be at one time or another, we won't be able to destroy the Church that Jesus founded. Because he's in charge. Good stuff. Thanks, Father Len. And thank you for listening to this episode of Life Lessons from Jesus and the Church He Founded. Be sure to click, subscribe, or follow in your podcast app so you'll know when we publish a new episode. And we welcome your comments and questions. It's easy to get those to us. You can just shoot me an email. My address is irish at wwgproductions.org. That's irish at wwgproductions.org. Or text or leave me a voicemail at 208-391-3738. That's 208-391-3738. This podcast is created and distributed by Wrestling With God Productions. Our theme music is composed and performed by Jake Einick and Kevin Barnett. The lifeblood of Wrestling With God Productions comes from generous donors who support our mission. It takes lots of time and money to design, record, edit, distribute, and promote the podcasts we create. So if you've benefited from one of our podcasts, please consider making a donation at givesendgo.com slash wwgproductions. That's givesendgo.com slash wwgproductions. You'll find a link to this site in the show notes below this episode in your podcast app. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening. See you next time.